Hello and welcome to the Highly Sensitive Soul Podcast. My name is Lisa Matthews, and together we'll explore both the gifts and the challenges of being highly sensitive so that you can bring your unique magic out into the world. You're listening to episode 22, and most of you will not know this, but 22 is my favorite number. And today I'm going to be talking about coincidences and synchronicity. Now, this actually has come as a direct result from a client emailing me about a very, very funny and hilarious and intriguing series of events, which, as is from a client, I won't be sharing here. However, I have a little journal that I have kept for years. It's literally a word doc, and it's just called Coincidences and Synchronicities. So today I'm going to be sharing a few elements and entries from that, as of course I can share from my own life. But first I want to just dive in and introduce myself a little bit more. My name is Lisa Matthews, and I support highly sensitives who are creating a spacious, intentional, and intuitively led life. Now, Those are a lot of words, but in a a simpler way, basically my question to you even listening is, how can you create a life that supports your sensitivities instead of constantly overwhelms them? And knowing that if you are someone drawn to developing your intuitive senses more, What's a really simple way that you can bring that into your everyday life? So I use intuition, coincidence, synchronicity as a guide in my business a lot. And I've actually gotten uh, some great feedback. Thank you, everyone, for the episode I did back, uh, episode 20, where I just shared some of the common challenges and some tips to navigate them that highly sensitive business owners, highly sensitive entrepreneurs may may walk through. And being that we are highly sensitive, being that we're already attuned to the subtle, I feel like it is often a very short walk for us compared to a person that is maybe less sensitive to really tap in, to take those few steps and tap into our intuition in an entirely new way. So that's a little bit about me, a little bit about what I do as a, a philosophy, my actual roles, the background that I have. I'm a flower essence practitioner, a registered cranial sacral therapist, and I hold circles and workshops for highly sensitives who are creating this life that really supports them and, and to have some fun doing so. I think learning and self-growth and personal development, there's a lot of like, yeah, let's dive into the nitty gritty and the shadow work. And yes, there is huge, huge transformation that comes from that. But what about play? 
What about lightness? What about having fun with the process? Now, this has been, yeah, some of the inspiration behind some of the stories that I'll share today. And I've been feeling led, feeling the nudge to record more episodes, to release more. And I'm recording this actually before I'm releasing episode 21. So I will share the current events as they are right now, though there may be some more as we get closer. I'm going to aim to actually release this next week so that it's still pretty, pretty current, things coming down the line. So coming up on October 20th is a workshop called Feminine Productivity. This has been in percolation for a very long time, actually, as it's really interweaving a lot of the concepts that I brought in with the menstrual work that you may have heard me talk about. If you're brand new to the podcast and you're like, whoa, we're talking about periods now, we were just talking about intuition, like what happened there? (laughs) This is a huge aspect of it. A huge part of feminine productivity is not grinding away, being the same worker every day. If you were a person that is born with a womb and has cyclical changes in your hormones, then you are not the same person every day. Things are going to feel different, impact you differently, you're going to react differently. So why not plan our lives and what we want to produce, what we want to bring into existence, a little bit more around that, around cycles. Now, while this workshop in its most basic format is really about following our menstrual cycles, if you're like, well, I'm intrigued by this idea of feminine productivity, but I don't have a menstrual cycle then you are still very welcome to come. It's completely complimentary. There's no cost to it. And we're going to be diving in way deeper than living in cycles. The moon has definitely an impact on us. I can easily say back in the days when I was a registered nurse working in emergency, it is true. The full moon is a night of interesting things. (laughs) So... Yes, know that we are affected in some way, in some capacity by the moon, and it can be different for everyone. And I mean the moon in the sky when I'm referring to this moon. Sometimes I refer to to a person's period as their moon time, as the indigenous way of referring to it. Anyway, backtracking. So the Feminine Productivity Workshop, it's on October 20th. If you can't make it live, I will send out a replay, though really we're going to be diving in and exploring how to be productive, how to bring things into existence through a more feminine model and a menstrual cycle model. And a little hint, hint, this has a lot to do with tuning into our intuition. You can head to combinationhealing.ca forward slash events to grab your spot for that. And you'll also see that this is where I'll be sharing a little bit more about the Menstrual Wise Collective. Now, this is something, again, has been percolating for a long time. I held the Cycle Alchemy Circle, which was all around menstrual cycles as well. 
um, back in spring last year, held some workshops on syncing your business with your menstrual cycle, been lots of different layers of exploring how to work with and dance with the changing energies of a menstrual cycle in our everyday lives, especially if we have our own business. How do we navigate our changing inner rhythms with having to be productive in the world? More on that to come. The Menstrual Wise Collective is going to be a space for exploring this and learning to really step into the power of cyclical living. We are going to be starting in November and you can head over to bit.ly, so that's bit.ly forward slash menstrual wise waitlist. All right, so let's dive into this idea of synchronicity, coincidence, and how you can bring it into your life a little bit more. This is also going to be a bit of story time, sharing from my journal. Let's start at the very beginning. What actually is a coincidence? A striking occurrence of two or more events at one time and apparently by mere chance. Thanks, dictionary.com for that one. So essentially... Things happening that make no logical sense. The happy accidents, quote unquote, hopefully happy accidents, hopefully they're happy. But at the same time, coincidences are often things that kind of make us trip over in our mind a bit. Like, whoa, how did that happen? I was just thinking about that person and now I walk by them on the street. Or very similar and slightly different is the idea of synchronicity. This is a term first put together by Carl Jung to describe circumstances that appear meaningfully related yet lack a causal connection. Now, when it comes to looking at our intuition, growing our intuition, one of the things that can really help confirm it is by simply being on the lookout for coincidences, synchronicities, things that happen, quote-unquote, by chance. Now, I'm going to name right off the bat, yes, one can read in pretty deeply (laughs) to things that are seemingly unrelated to a coincidence. There is definitely a level of it being subjective. And when we get into it, I think this is a good thing. We need to honor our subjective experience, our own inner experience a bit more, rather than forever looking outside of us for answers, for information. What if that little tug that you feel when you're applying for a job that you're like, I need to actually spend some serious time on my application. This is a really meaningful position. I want to do this as best I can. Or the opposite, a little tug that goes, oh, this isn't it. Now, this brings me to the idea of grounded intuition. And 
I have been on the far side, the ungrounded intuition side, very, very far side. And I walked more through that in episode 12, I believe it is. I walked through my story of spiritual awakening, which is also a story of spiritual emergency and things going too far, opening too much, too fast. So I'd lost touch with reality a bit there, and that scared the leap out of me. And in all honesty, even though during that particular time in my life, I had a crazy number of coincidences show up, it took me a long time after after that event, after being admitted to a mental health hospital, after wanting to run the other way from anything to do with intuition, to do with crystals, spirituality, spirit guides, I kind of ran the other way for a long time, very long time. And it took me a while to find safety in my intuition. It took me a while to trust it. And I'm finding it interesting that this is coming up to share now. I wrote a few notes out that I want to walk you all through here for today's episode. This wasn't in it. This is just coming out as something that needs to be added into this whole episode. So I'm going to leave it in. Whoever needed to hear that. There you are. Hopefully it's helpful. So getting back to this idea of synchronicity and what I read earlier about Carl Jung. Thanks, Wiki, for that. This is something that is subjective. And at the other side of it, as highly sensitives, we really tend to look inwards a lot. We're thinking, well, we're thinking a lot, but we're of exploring and feeling our inner world, which a lot of people will say, feel our inner world a lot. What that really means is we're kind of concerned with how we feel. It's like the, well, I often say it's like the dial on our sensitivities is turned up. So in an outward way, we tend to hear things a little louder, see things a little brighter. On an inward sense, if we receive criticism, we may feel feel that bigger. If we are beating ourselves up about making a mistake, we may go at the extra length and, and really feel that more so than a person who is not born with the trait of high sensitivity. So those are a few, maybe on the more negative example side of things, but we can also feel our inner world can just be richer. There's more nuance I remember hearing, oh, I would love to quote which podcast this was from. It may have been the HSP podcast. I listen to, of course, highly sensitive podcasts as well. I'm forever learning and wanting to, yeah, just be in the highly sensitive world. But it was a couple that was sharing their experiences. And one partner who was not highly sensitive, who didn't identify as an HSP, said he was actually jealous of his partner's sensitivity. He was so blown away by how much joy she would receive from seemingly very simple things. 
So this inner world of ours, we can feel a lot, we can think a lot. Our subjective experience can be pretty loud. So why not tap into that with starting to pay attention to coincidences around us? I'm kind of using these terms interchangeably, interchangeably, coincidence and synchronicity. Hold on, quick research break. I'm going to find out the actual difference. Back in a sec. Okay, that was a deeper rabbit hole than I was (laughs) intending or expecting. And in short, I'm probably going to refer to things as synchronicity from now on. I'll give you a brief summary of of what came up there. So coincidence is more on the accident side. It's just concerned with normal everyday chance where anything is theoretically possible, like tossing a coin a hundred times and it coming up heads every time. That is theoretically possible. Unlikely, but possible. Versus synchronicity, which is a bit more to do with events happening by design, events happening with a deeper meaning. And this is getting into now quantum theory and diving in a little in a different direction than I had originally intended for this podcast. So I'll leave it there. I'll probably start using the term synchronicity a bit more. And... At the same time, feel free to do your own research. Dr. Deepak Chopra has a lot to share on that. Some of that I found actually really succinctly, even from Quora, the place where you ask questions. And yeah, interesting. So let's shift into using this in everyday life. Because when I think of watching and being aware of events happening outside of me in just everyday life and having that connection, that meaningful moment of, whoa, that makes me pay attention. Having things like you're reading a book and the same quote shows up on the radio in the background or more likely a podcast nowadays. Things like that that happen that make you take notice Now, if a person is really overwhelmed, really in a highly stressed state and living in survival mode, there's probably going to be a lot of them that don't get seen and that's okay. Your brain is more concerned with you surviving day to day and that's a tough place to be. So developing intuition can happen at any time. But I feel that some of the foundations for developing intuition, especially grounded intuition, which is where you're in touch with reality, you have a nice balance of being able to question things like, huh, what does that really mean for me? And also being able to see the magic in the world. So some of those foundations really being things like caring for our nervous system, having good sleep, having food when we need it, listening to our bodies, going to the bathroom when we need it. I know that might sound like a silly example, but how many have been writing an email or working on something and gone, I really got to go to the bathroom, but you wait five more minutes till you're absolutely like cannot wait any longer or however long it is. 
that actually is kind of stressful. So some foundations to working with your intuition are really the foundations for regulating your nervous system. Being well-rested, being in a really resourced state, having your mind out of survival mode so that it can see a wider, broader view of your experience. And I won't touch on today the opposite. Some people will say to develop your intuition, specifically more your psychic abilities. You need to be uh, fasting, take psychedelic drugs, be sleep-deprived. That is a way. I, I view that as a direction. Each person's path is their own, zero judgments. Uh, I went down that path unintentionally. My body naturally went through some of that. Didn't take the psychedelic drugs part of it, but I felt like my brain created enough of that. So I kind of went down that path and opened really fast. And after finding, after many months, safety and coming back to intuition again, I found it really helpful to resource my nervous system. By resource, I mean doing things that make you feel settled, calm, peaceful. You don't have to be 100% calm, peaceful to work on this. But say for me, I'm going to loop right back to the very beginning and talk about the number 22. So... I really love this number. I have for years, since I was a kid, has a, a really special meaning for me, this special sense of, yeah, I love the number 22. There have been so many things that have happened in relation to that number, and I'll share some of them today, that for me were, went more than just chance, went beyond now my better understanding of coincidence, of something that is theoretically possible. And it went to something that was a sign for me. Some will argue that this is something called confirmation bias. Like when you're looking at a new car and you're thinking, oh, should I get it? Should I get a red Miata? First thing coming to my brain here. Not the car I would buy in the mountain town that I live in. However, then you start seeing red Miatas everywhere. So confirmation bias is the tendency to search for, interpret, favor, and recall information in a way that confirms or supports one's prior beliefs or values. So it's basically when you're thinking of, say, the red Miata and thinking about buying it, and then it's like you start noticing them everywhere. Your brain is more attuned to noticing red miatas. So some people will say that signs, well, what one person would say is signs, another person would say is confirmation bias. Coincidence, synchronicity, signs. Some people will just go, oh no, like, you just already were looking for that and you just had it confirmed. So hopefully that makes sense. A little bit of background on confirmation bias there from my memory, from Wiki. So 22 is already going to be more significant for me. I'm going to pay more attention to it anyway. It's like thinking about the red Miata. It's just going to, you know, be around there. It's also a really innocuous number that 
It's not something that I actually wake up thinking, oh, I wonder if I'm going to see something to do with 22 today. But even take this morning, for example, I wasn't thinking that, but I had a client message me and some I see at particular times of the moon. They like to meet at either the full moon, the the new moon. So I was setting up their appointment and I headed to have all the new moons and full moons in my um, Google calendar. So they pop up for me, (laughs) but regardless, I went and just checked the moon phases and this morning the moon is at 2.2% of fullness. So no, okay. Oh, that's nice. That's neat. Love it. And carried on. Right after that is when I opened up the email around, or read fully the email that my client had sent around their own stories with synchronicities and magic showing up in life. And that was really the impetus for this podcast because I wanted something fun. I wanted something with a different flavor for episode 22. I've actually been pondering it for a little while. But it wasn't just the moon phases that showed up with 22. This number in various ways, shapes, or forms has shown up a lot in life. And one really specific example actually comes from when I just moved to Rosalind. I left the city, I was in North Vancouver before, beautiful city, and my practice was really at a place of really gaining momentum. I was actually quite happy with the direction it was going. It had great cranial sacral therapy clients, my events were filling really nicely, and it felt really supportive for the community. So I had shifted from that to kind of starting again in a very small town where I wasn't quite sure what the reception would be with my more spiritual approach. So moving here, I was a little stressed about money, insert a lot stressed about money, and that's okay. I feel like it's such a massive part of our lives and one that we don't talk a lot about And I actually really went back and forth like, ooh, do I share this story or not? But I think being more open, speaking about money in a wide variety of ways, having a conscious relationship with money, healing one's wounds with money, and really finding a different way of thinking about it. So I was really actively doing a lot of money work as I think of it on a personal level. And I remember this one day I thought, okay, I know I've just started up here. Um, I'm just going to, and I was making it a habit at that stage to check my bank accounts really regularly just to, to not do the ostrich thing, like not put my head in the sand and just be like, okay, I'll check when I need to and make sure, you know, bills are covered, everything's paid for. Otherwise I won't, won't really pay attention to what's happening going in and out of my accounts. I was never too, too bad off with that, but I really wanted to have this conscious connection with what was going into and out of my accounts. And so I have a number of different accounts, business accounts, personal accounts, checking, savings, different cards for business, personal, all the things. So as I was logging in to just see where I was at, I remember I'm at this new place. I'm just starting up a business in uh, an area that I don't know exactly what the reception will be. I I think I'd been in Roslyn a couple of weeks at this point. 
And I thought, you know, I'm just going to add up a couple of my accounts. This wasn't everything I, I had at the moment, but um, kind of the working dollars that I had in various checking accounts. So I just added up a few. And I really, I think I laughed out loud because the number I came to on that particular day, 2222 dollars so I had a little giggle there. I had like this nice sense of, okay, all right, everything's fine. I can keep doing what I'm doing. Just continue stepping into my work, continue with yeah, walking this path of opening a new practice in a new area. Oh, well, I suppose it wasn't a really new practice. It's just moving it. So yeah, that might seem like a lot of money, that might seem like a little money, but that was just kind of my, my working amount that I had in that. So it was almost like this sweet little affirmation from the universe. Okay, just this little intuitive nudge, just add up a couple my accounts that I have. I don't know why it was just those particular ones and not all of my accounts to land on the number 2222. So when I saw that on the calculator, I thought, yeah, okay, continue on. So I was in this state of feeling pretty, pretty good about that. And now later that day, I got a call from the owner of a local practitioner studio. Now, to set a bit more background to this next story, this con- some context for it. Um, I'd been invited to a practitioner meet and greet. And I thought, oh, awesome. This will be really, this will be fun. And so when I was RSVPing for that, I felt intuitively called to ask if I could speak for a few minutes and just share at that time I was holding a practitioner nourishment circle specifically for Um, people that works one-on-one with clients or group or whatever, but having a space uh, just for practitioners to meet in circle. And so I'd asked, can I share a few minutes um, about this? And it felt a little uncomfortable to do this. More like, I hope she doesn't think I'm being pushy here. I've never met this person before. She's never met me. She's just heard about me through the grapevine because word travels fast in a small town. And even though it felt uncomfortable, I still had this really strong sense that it felt right to do this particular intuitive nudge of like, yes, I know it's uncomfortable, but just do this. And then I received her reply saying they had enough speakers, but I could put a flyer down on the table about it. So I thought, okay, great. I probably wouldn't have brought a flyer. So that's, that's really helpful. So our little email exchange had taken place earlier, like pretty darn soon right after I moved. So going back, continuing on with the story, now that I've set the context and set the background. So on that same 22-22 day, where I just kind of randomly picked a couple checking accounts to add up, and that's the number that I landed on, I got a call from this woman that I had previously emailed back and forth with asking about speaking and not being shot down in any way, but just being told that, yeah, there wouldn't be a space to speak, which was just fine. And in her phone call to me, 
she told me that one of the speakers actually was unwell, which is not great, which is unfortunate, but that had opened up a speaking spot. And since I'd already put my name forward as someone who wanted to share, she offered me a platform to talk to all the practitioners in town that were coming for this meet and greet and to literally have a space to stand up and share about what I do, about the services that I offer, about which clients I work best with and feel I best support, as well as the practitioner nourishment circle I'd held at the time. So I thought that was pretty cool. I thought that was a pretty nice confirmation about trusting that intuitive nudge, even though it was uncomfortable. But within me, there's this certain sense of, it is actually a particular sensation, even when things are uncomfortable to go, yeah, just try it. Just go for it. Have you ever felt that nudge or felt that sense of like, eek, I kind of want to do this thing? Maybe you have a business. Maybe it's in your personal life. Maybe it's trying out a new hobby you feel drawn to. And maybe you didn't act on that and then later had something confirm of like, oh, if I would have just signed up for the waitlist for that course or inquired about if there was a waitlist, I would have got in, whatever it is. This is also a great way of learning about our intuition. When we have a missed opportunity, when we have something where we're like, wow, if I would have just acted on that nudge I had, I would have had this other opportunity. And that's okay. A great time to be very gentle with ourselves. Who here has ever beat themselves up when they're like, dope, I knew I should have, whatever. So, here's one story. One not business related at all, but that happened, I realized when I was writing it down, it happened on October 22nd. Now, I'm using the the number 22 as kind of a, an anchor for, for today's episode, for obvious reason. We're at episode 22. But also to just give you this little suggestion that if there's a particular number, animal, saying, something, something that's meaningful for you, that maybe the next time you see it show up just by chance to notice it and pay attention a little bit and see what shows up. Oftentimes when we get that initial nudge or we take that initial intuitive action, we don't have instant confirmation. We can sometimes feel a little bit silly. Like when I was messaging and asking to speak at this brand new practitioner meet and greet. Well, where I was brand new, it wasn't brand new. So sometimes you don't get that instant confirmation, but having a meaningful something, for me in this case, I'm anchoring all this on the number 22. It kind of lets your brain pick it up a little bit more, and then you can decide, you can tune in is this an intuitive nudge? Is this a synchronicity? So in a totally different example, 
on October 22nd, I started saying before, and a very different topic, I had been really called to learning more about fairies. Yes, the little fairies that fly around, around flowers and elves and gnomes and all these mythical, wonderful creatures that are they really mythical? I don't think so. Some of you may be like, oh gosh, we've really (laughs) gone a different direction here. So I'd been called to learning about fairies and they just kept popping up in my mind. And... There's a wide variety of uh, books and things out there. I hadn't really looked too hard into it. And I'd recently been rereading or picking up, haven't read it cover to cover, but I've been rereading the book Animal Speak. It's by Ted Andrews, a wonderful, wonderful man and author. And it's essentially a book about the mythological and spiritual meanings behind different animals and ways to connect with them more. So that book had been on my shelf for years, more of a reference book in a lot of ways. And so after however long, I just decided to pick it up again. And then I had this little intuitive thought. I wonder if he wrote a fairy book. And so I googled it. And... Surprise, surprise, he had actually written a book on fairies. I really like his writing. Uh, When it gets into more esoteric books, I have a a range, I suppose, where I'm like, yeah, I can really understand this author. I can get behind what they're saying. Uh, It makes sense to me. And some of them don't. Some of them I'm like, that's just on a different wavelength altogether. And that's okay. So I really liked his his writing. So I thought, okay, it'd be lovely to get a copy of this book and we'll just see what happens. And I was grocery shopping, getting a few things in our, uh, just in town here. And we have a, a really small bookstore, Gold Rush bookstore. It's a really sweet place. I love just going in there and wandering around. And I thought, well, why don't I just head on in and see if they have it by chance. They're a probably mostly new bookstore, but they do have some used. And sure enough, in this tiny town that I live in, there's a few thousand people that live here in this tiny bookstore. We are kind of in the middle of nowhere. They had this rather rare book by Ted Andrews on fairies. And maybe the best part was I even had forgotten my wallet at home, so I couldn't grocery shop or do any of my things. Um, I ended up going to the bookstore first. And she let me just take the book on credit and just said, you'll just come back later. And that was really sweet. So I brought her a little crystal as thanks when I came to pay later. So some people might look at that and go, okay, well... That's an interesting series of events. And of course, there, you know, there's a chance they would have that book. But for me, that was just meaningful and fun. And I quite enjoyed that little experience, like following little breadcrumbs from thoughts to looking at an author to looking up the book online to finding it in our little bookstore. It's actually a book I come back to again and again, Enchantment of the Fairy Realm. It's a very sweet book with some great practices, actually. So when I was writing it in my 
diary, also known as the word doc I keep on this. I, yeah, I looked at the date and was, yeah, had an extra laugh that it was on the 22nd of October. Not this year, a few years ago, nearing October 22nd already. All right, so let's go through a couple other little shares here. I feel like I'm sharing out to the ethers, not knowing who exactly would be listening to this, but I'm really intrigued if someone's just just drawn to it, if they're exploring more in synchronicity and this is how they ended up here. So back to a business example. And I launched a new course and I was a little bit unsure about the reception because it was a very different direction for me. And I was like, I don't know, is this going to fly? Is this going to go? I felt pretty called to put it on, but I don't know. And so I was heading into my, uh, what do you call it? A newsletter service, heading into MailChimp. You've probably heard of that one. This is where I send out my community messages. And so in this moment of doubting, I was like, okay, let's um, just check in there and maybe start a new email. And I had to laugh because... The first thing on when I logged in, it kind of gives you your stats. And my one particular stat about this new course was up 22.22%. Ha! So it's these little things. If you're a business owner and having moments of doubt, it's sometimes these little things, especially if you work solo as I do. Uh, it can really just be a nice little boost in your day. Now, do I notice when the number is, I don't know, I was going to say 88, 88, but sure, that could have been the number. I probably would have seen it and gone, oh, that's nice. Like, it just wouldn't have the same impact for me. So these are like my little, my little signs of like, okay, I'm on the right track. Just keep rolling along. And everything's coming together. So a bit of fun with that one. So I invite you to kind of look back in your mental history here and go, okay, well, I wonder if some of this has happened already. And I encourage you to keep a diary, keep a word doc, just for the even little things that show up. Because they can help you hone your intuitive radar a little bit more. Give me little things. Like, I don't know how many times I've thought of a client and maybe I haven't seen them in a while. This one in particular I'm thinking of, I hadn't seen in a while, hadn't heard from them in a bit. And I just was like, I wonder how they're doing. I wonder how life's going. So didn't question it for once. And again, this took me some time to find safety in following my intuition again. And so didn't question it, just wrote a quick one-liner. Hey, how you doing? How's life going for you? Sent it off. And pretty quickly got an email back from that person going, I was just thinking of you. I just wanted to get in touch and on, on it went. So these are little confirmations for us, little intuitive confirmations that can be really nice to build up a sense of trust in what our intuition feels like. If it's coming from a place of fear, as in, oh, if I don't do this, and there's a constriction, a sense of really a fear is the best word I have coming up right now. 
that's often not intuition. I don't like labeling any hard and fast rules around our insights. But if it's coming from a place where your body's constricted and you don't have a sense of like, yes, but I really want to do this. If there isn't an accompanying excitement that's kind of almost bigger than that constriction, often if it's coming from fear, that might be one to maybe just pause and wait on. Maybe not. Maybe you know, you're like, nope, this is how it shows up for me. I just got to dive in. But I get some questions around intuition and trusting intuition. So having this as a a few stories from my own life, I hope is helpful for you and these extra tips, practices in between. So here's one not related to business, back on the number 22, and how it can show up in the most unlikely of places. So I was actually washing the dishes, and I had actually that night just finished the first ritual gathering for the Grounded Intuition course. And that was where we connected with a helping spirit. So we talked a little bit about signs in that gathering, but I hadn't gone too in-depth. I didn't want to overload in that particular night with too much information. So I was kind of processing, reflecting on the night, washing dishes, thinking about intuition, spirit guides, signs. And I was listening to the Craniosacral podcast at the time. Great podcast. I love that one if you're ever interested to hear more on cranial. So as I'm washing the dishes in the cap of a bottle were the numbers... Two, two, two. So I knew right then to pay attention. And yes, it wasn't exactly the number 22. There were three twos, but I'm still going to pay attention <laughs> to that. And at that moment, the speaker, it was actually an author he was interviewing. She was talking all about creating more space in life, on simplifying life. And that was so in line with what I was creating at the time that it was one of those moments I still actually I have that bottle cap I kept it when you see these numbers 22 to in my case they can just be a very simple sign to pay attention and in that moment it was to pay attention to what I was listening to all right let's go with one more story I've got a whole bunch here that <laughs> One more story, and it's actually not going to have to do with 22. I have another really good 22 one, but it's not showing up as one to share, so that's okay. Maybe it'll show up another day. And if you're hearing a nail gun in the background, again, that's my neighbor renovating. (laughs) So I'll edit out what I can. So let me see here. Okay. This is going back to 2020. Now I've worked with helping spirits, I often call them spirit guides, but my mentor refers to these unseen beings and other realms as helping spirits and that really resonates with me. So I journeyed to connect with a helping spirit for my business. I knew I was evolving, I knew I was changing what I was doing, 
And while I don't often share what comes through in shamanic journeys, and especially when it relates to animals, this actually felt like I have the intuitive go-ahead to share. So in this particular experience, a humpback showed up, a humpback whale. I immediately felt really reassured. Things just made sense. Of course, I'm having trouble making these surface offerings, these really, you know, short and sweet, here's your five steps to forever be free of anxiety. Because I go way deeper. Of course, I'm struggling to create something that's surface, and I really struggle with language that sounds overpromising. I never want to overpromise, so a lot of my languaging when I'm writing about things are much more about the experience like the Feminine Productivity Workshop. The experience is going to be, we're going to learn more about how to bring in a feminine model into creating, into producing. What are specific things you can do to start bringing that in? As opposed to, you will be 100% more productive using a feminine model. So seeing this humpback whale come through, I was journeying to connect with a guide for my business, that sense of inner knowing that, okay, my path is not necessarily, and I do not actually (laughs) want to name right now, if people have really specific tailored offerings that are really clear, really helpful, here's your five steps, that's great. No judgments there. That can be really helpful. But that wasn't really isn't really my path. I tend to go a lot deeper with people. That's why I tend to meet with people over a series of months, sometimes even longer, to really, really go under the surface. So I received that guide. I went, okay, this is, this is making a lot of sense. And then a few days later, I had to smile. So I have a rotating screensaver on my computer that's just, it magically changes on its own. The people at Windows magically change it. And every few days I get a new image. And a few days after that experience, the image was a humpback whale. Thank you, Windows people. That was perfect. So one could say that's a coincidence. There is a chance that whoever at Windows puts out the next screensavers is going to put a humpback whale. Yes, there is theoretically a chance. But for me to have had that really meaningful experience, and there was more on that journey that I didn't share here, but for me to have this deep experience and knowing and trusting that it's okay how I'm running my business, it looks different from others, that's okay and have this wonderful humpback whale show up as a guide, bringing its beautiful energy, and to later, within that same week, just a few days later, see that image show up on my computer screen. I really had to laugh. That, to me, is much more meaningful. The synchronicity. There is a behind-the-scenes design to that in my own personal subjective experience. So you can have your own thoughts about the stories I've shared today, 
at the same time, I hope you've had some fun. I hope you've enjoyed hearing some of these stories, mainly centering on the numbers 22 or a number of twos, as the case may be. And I encourage you, especially as a highly sensitive, you can be so easily tapped into your intuition, it's not even funny. And it's like these little moments of joy that show up when you have an intuitive moment like this show up. I laughed when I saw that screensaver change. I was giggling away. How fun is it to bring magic into life? So with that, I encourage you to have some playfulness with your intuition to perhaps keep a diary or a record somewhere along the way to write down these moments in your life that just catch your attention. I feel like I need some magical quote to finish on here, (laughs) but really it comes down to this. What if you already had an incredible source of guidance in your life, a gateway straight into your soul that comes in the form of your intuition through signs, through synchronicities? How would you live your life differently if you trusted in yourself, if you trusted in your own grounded intuition? I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. It's been a lot of fun to record. I would so appreciate whatever your thoughts are. If you felt called to rate, review, subscribe, follow the podcast. If you had a friend that you think would enjoy this that you wanted to share with them. And you're welcome to also email me your thoughts directly at Lisa at combinationhealing.ca. Thanks so much for listening and feel welcome to join us in the no-cost free workshop on October 20th, all about feminine productivity. Intuition is a massive part of this, and I'll be talking more about the Menstrual Wise Collective as well. And holy moly, did following my menstrual cycle shift my relationship to my intuition in ways I didn't even foresee. So know those are coming up. You can find all that information at combinationhealing.ca forward slash events. If you'd like to join in, they all send you to the, the same sign up. And I'll also send out a free copy of Syncing with Your Cycle. A way to start tracking how your inner rhythms of your menstrual cycle influence your outer rhythms in life and what you do in life, what you plan. And if you're listening to this going, well, I either no longer have a menstrual cycle, if you're past menopause, or I never have had a menstrual cycle, I was not born with a womb, you're still welcome to come and join us. So we all, I believe, have a number of different energies within us, feminine, masculine, a number of other energies. So this is not only for those that have a menstrual cycle, though full transparency, that is what we'll spend definitely some time talking about. 
So we're going to have some fun. We're going to dive into a different model of being productive as in our culture of productivity or our, what many have termed the cult of efficiency, we need another way of bringing our ideas, our work into existence, a way that's sustainable for us, especially as highly sensitives. So we'll be diving more into that on October 20th. Love to see you there. And until next time, I hope you have a wonderful day and bye for now.